Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, today we are going to be talking about death to drug overdose and survivor support during this COVID-19 epidemic. We know a lot of you have had deaths related to drug overdoses, and there are a huge number of drug overdoses in the United States every year. And we know that we just barely received an email from someone who watched one of our videos after reading our newsletter about the fact that they'd had a loss and that they appreciated that we are looking at losses from a year ago, two years ago. We're just not looking at the COVID epidemic because we know there are many of you who are suffering out there and in need of some kind of support. So we're here to try to help you and we've got a great guest to talk about drug overdose and survivor support and, and all sorts of kind of a support. I think sheltering in gives us a lot of time to think and a lot of time to be alone and a lot of time not to get physical support. And I think that can be really hard when you're grieving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've heard from a lot of people saying, I have too much time right now. There's nothing to distract me. I feel like I'm in my grief 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So I think that can be a problem. And like you said, we are talking today with someone that we adore and love. He has been on our show many times. He has done so many things in the grief and loss world. Um, his name is Glenn Lord. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Gloria. So Glenn, I served on the board of directors, the national board of directors for the Compassionate Friends for six years with Glenn. Glenn was our board president. Um, he is the president and CEO of the Grief Toolbox. He is the director of support after a death by overdose. Sad OD. So sad OD. I love that. Sad OD. He is the creator of the Walking Through Grief series. And most importantly, he is the father of Noah, who died at the age of four. So welcome to our show, Glenn. Yeah, don't forget the siblings too. I also had my sister die um, age 39, uh, a little over two and a half years ago. I know sisters, uh, siblings are near and dear to your heart. How could I forget Heather? You know, yes. we both have sisters named Heather and Glenn's little sister, Heather, died how long ago? She died in February, two years ago, so. Two years ago. And unfortunately, Glenn also lost his father right after Heather died. Yep. The, the, in fact, the night of the funeral, he died. So it was uh, exactly one week to the day after she died. So Unbelievable. You have had an incredible amount of loss. And you are definitely showing us how people can find hope after loss. So thanks, Glenn. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, Glenn, I know that you've gotten involved in looking at drug overdose and uh, talk about that a little bit about what's going on with COVID and then with uh, just the losses, you know, to drug overdose. Well, I want to expand it a little bit beyond drug overdose, because oftentimes when we think of drug overdose, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, and there are certainly drug overdoses is a major epidemic in this society. And the opioid epidemic is something that is a major problem. 
But substance-related deaths are far greater than that. There's many people who die due to alcoholism and alcohol uh, mm -hmm. use and other drugs beside opioids also cause death. And death doesn't always occur in terms of overdose. Death may mean, it may be that someone died by suicide. It may be someone was murdered. It may mean that they were in a car accident because they were impaired. It could be organ failure or, or um, that could have been brought on by years of abuse. Um, so when we talk about substance use related deaths, it's much broader than the overdose. And the overdose is a very, is a very real one and I don't wanna take that away, but I think it's all a much broader concept because I think the stigma exists around all of it in terms of we, we, we as a society are living through this pandemic right now, but that doesn't take away the fact that we've been in an epidemic um, for now quite a while that, that has been really quite recognized. And, and as a country, we've been attempting to move in the right direction. There's been some positive motion, but hopefully we won't lose that with all of the, all of the challenges that we're facing in the larger issues, because that didn't go away. In fact, it's probably been, although there's hard to say, there's aren't numbers to talk about it right now, but probably been complicated. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I was looking on the net and it said that uh, 67,300 Americans died of drug overdose in 2017, and that wouldn't account for the other losses. What would you suggest to people? Well, I think it's a unique time in, in grief support because a lot of time in grief support, people are able to reach out to you. I know people complain that people don't reach out to them, but I think we really realize how much people did reach out to people when we were in a world where we weren't in a lockdown. Um, you know, your neighbors aren't gonna show up at your house to drop off a, a dish for the most part. Your, your, your religious organization is not going to be, you know, coming around you in a physical sense. Uh, the funeral itself might even be, you know, a strange thing if, if, you, if your loved one dies at, at this moment in time. So I guess one of the things I would say is, is as hard as it is, um, and, I, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to put this on the griever, I'm just trying to be honest about it, reach out. Reach out to different support systems. And whether that be reaching out to, you know, organizations like, you know, the Compassionate Friends that are there, I know that they have, are doing virtual meetings right now. A lot of, a lot of grief organizations have moved to virtual meetings. Just because it's, uh, we can't physically go, contact those organizations. You'd be surprised how many of them are running uh, virtual, or virtual meetings and you have an opportunity to reach out. Here in um, the SAD-OD project is primarily focused in Massachusetts right now. And we work with a lot of the grief support groups that are focused on substance use related deaths. And um, we um, you know, have pulled together a lot of the facilitators to kind of talk about what are some of the challenges in this world, but the, there is a strong desire to bring that out there. And it's a learning curve, but I, it, it is. And so reach out, reach out for the support it is there. And in many ways, it's maybe more, um, you know, it's maybe more readily available because people are, are not living that nine to five work a day world, even if they are working from home. Yeah, uh, and uh, you were talking about suicide. There are a lot of suicide uh, organizations, you know, hotlines, whatever, if it's bringing it up for you, even though you may not, or you could be, but you may not be the person who's feeling suicidal, and you may have lost someone, you can still call those lines and talk to them about how you're feeling now and, and what it's brought up for you, having this kind of loss. People should be careful that they're not discounting their own grief right now. Wouldn't you say, Heidi? Yes, because I think everything is, is about COVID-19 and the coronavirus right now. And so that seems to be the focal point. Even people that have losses, people want to know, did they die of COVID-19? And, and oftentimes the answer is no. So, and like you said, people have losses that they're grappling with that may have happened years ago. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What is your thought about this, Glenn? 
Well, um, David Kessler wrote a wonderful article that was in the Harvard Business Review, which really talks about the concept that what we are experiencing as a world right now, not, not as a society, not as America, but literally as the world, is a grief event. This whole, there is everything associated with um, COVID-19. Uh, you know, for some people, it is a very real grief event. They've had a, an, a loved one die, and it and, and it is very real for the. For others, though, they're 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 they've lost maybe the events that they were going to do. If you were going to graduate high school this year, you're not having a prom. You're not you're not going to your your um your graduation may not be on stage. Um, you know, you're you're there's all of these losses that we're experiencing. And I think that, yeah, you can't discount that because that's going to trigger you with all of these other things that, you know, like you say, um, you know, it was your son's anniversary date and those events, we can't, we can't discount them because they're very, very real. And um, to be honest with ourselves and really just be mindful and acknowledge that can help just to say, yes, today I'm grieving this and that's okay. Today I, I am hurting and that's okay. Um, sometimes our society gives this illusion that we're supposed to feel good all the time and that's mm -hmm. not true. It's okay to feel not okay and give yourself that permission to, to feel that and, and acknowledge it and then reach out associated with it. Mm -hmm. I, I know uh, with the Compassionate Friends when you and Heidi were there it's really gotten strong on uh, support group for siblings and all that kind of thing. Uh, so people if they've lost a child, a grandchild or a sibling can go online there. And I always recommend to people also to contact their local hospice if they need support and find out, call them and ask them if they have some support system um, that you can reach out to. So, and states and counties and with the internet, there's a lot going on. Well, actually, you know, this is one of, sometimes we like to focus on all of the negatives that happen. But one of the positive that's happening with virtual grief support in a physical world, I can only travel so far. If there's not a grief group within 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, I can't make it to that grief group. However, in the internet world, there might be something that's happening halfway across the country, but it happens on Monday night and Monday nights are good for me. Contact those groups. A lot of those groups are willing to let people come in that wouldn't normally be there. Not all of them are, but a lot of them are. You, I would highly recommend you talk to them in advance so you don't show up and you know find out. But there, that you might find that there's a lot more flexibility because there's probably something going on seven days a week, almost any hour you want. There's there's support, and um, you know if you're struggling with addiction yourself, I know that the AA meetings, the Al-Anon meetings, the NA meetings. Those have also all gone virtual, which also provides that opportunity for you to reach out in those environments. And again, it's, it's going on all the time. And so that's, um, that's one of the positives that's happened is there's more availability of this support. I agree with you, Glenn, and I love that you can get a group specific to your loss. So reach out, and you did today. We hope that you'll visit us open to hope because we have a huge amount of articles information so we have a lot there for you and you know what journaling is so awesome and writing and we have a place for people who like to write on our open to hope website so you can go to look at write for us if you want to write about grief loss hope and healing but what we want you to know most of all right now is that do reach out do get support peers are important we did just launch the sadod.org site if anybody wants to go there there's a lot of helpful resources for, for different people. SADOD, S-A-D-O-D.org. .org. And then you do the Grief Toolbox. The grieftoolbox.com. We have a lot of different articles and artworks and things of that nature there for people to reach out to. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've, we're all, you know, very much tied in with the Compassionate Friends is a, a wonderful organization. And if you've been bereaved for quite a while, and it may be an opportunity for service right now, too. 
because that's a great step. And it may be as now and as things open up for us more, there may be an opportunity for you to serve. And, and that's a great thing to move on to that because Glenn certainly is one person who's done that with all your work. And thank you so much for being on the show today, Glenn. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks so much for everything you've done for the world. And you are truly someone that provides hope to so many. We know it's tough. We know that you need those hugs. We give you some virtual hugs and we want you to take care of yourself. And thanks so much for joining us on the show. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.